Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, May 20th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley. I look forward to doing this show every day with you, this podcast, and I appreciate your participation. And of course, you know this is a call in show, so you can call and ask any financial questions you wish, and we give you straight, unbiased answers to those questions. We don't have any hidden agenda, we're not trying to sell you anything. We just want to share information. And if you have information, I want to hear it. I'm all for I listen to suggestions all the time. So go ahead and make them. I'm okay with that. But the show is driven by you and your questions. So you drive whatever direction of the show that you want it to go. And that's where it goes. As long as it's financial, as I have said many, 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 many times, we're okay with it. Okay? The goal is to educate all of us, and me specifically to you, about the environment, the economic, the stock market environment we're in and how to avoid pitfalls or how to recognize them and then what can you do about them. And especially in today's situation where we have made a sea change, uh, from the Federal Reserve has made a sea change from easy money to tightening money. Now, if you don't know what that means, by, by all means, ask the question. But that's what happens when they raise interest rates. They tighten money supply. And what does that do? Well, that's going to be one of my talking points today. What did the Fed do, and how does it affect you personally? So I want to make sure you understand it affects everybody directly, not just some obscure uh, concept of something that is going to eventually hurt me. No, direct. Directly to you and your pocketbook. Okay? So, what do you want to talk about? Anything financial, as I said. We know what's affecting the market. We've talked about it many times. The Fed, uh, the COVID, the war in uh, Ukraine and Russia. Those are the three main factors affecting the market right now. (coughs) Excuse me. And they're going to continue to affect the market. So... You're going to have to just learn and accept the volatility of the market. Volatility is common. Now, there's both types of volatility, up volatility and down volatility. We're now experiencing some pretty significant down volatility. How long will it last? That question was asked to me today. How long is this going to last? And it was asked to me by another registered investment advisor, not not in my firm, but they they asked me, how, how long? 
I said, you know, if you try to guess, you know, you're going to end up being wrong. We don't know how long. No one knows. We can give you history. We can give you probabilities, but we don't really know. So don't think we do. We don't. I can tell you what normal corrections and bear markets do, and I've gone over those statistics in the last few weeks with you, but we just don't know. So give me a call. On today's podcast, we'll operate with the same mission statement we always do, independent thinking and shared success, and that is your assurance that I'm going to give you accurate and market reporting, accurate explanations of our processes, how do we come up with things and numbers and all those things, and, of course, any soft commentary that you ask about, and it will all be unbiased. So I encourage you to contact me. We're open. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. You can call right now. The number is the same as always is, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So let's get right to the first listener line question, and let's play that. Hi, guys. I'm just calling to get your thoughts on Victoria's Secret, ticker symbol VSCO. The stock is fairly new, and the P is very low, about 6.9 right now. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on long-term hold. Thanks. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Victoria's Secret company offers branded intimate uh, and other apparel, personal care, beauty products, uh, Victoria's Secret, and Pink. You know, those are the brands that it has. It's going to make $6.78 next year. This year it's making seven oh seven, so it's going to make less money next year, a little bit less, before it rebounds in 2024. Uh, sales have been 4% in the most recent quarter. The quarter before that was five, 7% growth. This is all growth, 7 and 4, 4 and 7%. Um, and... It says $43.33 stock. So from that point of view, it looks very inexpensive. The problem I see is there's a lot of debt. They're carrying a lot of debt. And that's what my concern is. They do have a lot of cash flow, and they do have a lot of money coming in. But it's a lot of debt, and it's pretty, pretty it's a pretty economically economic-sensitive type of stock, retail stocks, retail goods. Uh, and we're moving into a tougher uh, economic period. So I, I would be very cautious about buying this. It's a great company, very well run, but that debt is a problem, and I think it's not the time to own Victoria's Secret. I wouldn't be a buyer of it, at least. Okay? My focus point today is based on the headline, A Down Market Survival Guide for Pre-Retirees. So if you're planning on retiring, what should you do in this down market that we're having? So I'm going to give you the, the survival, survival guide. Now, if you're within 10 years of retirement, that's what this is all about, okay? If you're close to retirement, within 10 years. So we'll talk about that. Uh, also, the real impact of the Fed's interest rate increase. The real impact. You. How's it impacting you, me, the average person? And uh, Finland... This was cut off by Russia for natural gas. We'll talk about why they did it and how important it is to Finland that they don't get that anymore. How important is that natural gas supply? And the ECB, European Central Bank, is going, has been talking about going to raise their rate for the first time in July. Did you know that the 
the ECB is still on negative interest rates. Still on that take. Negative. Still. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about those things. That's what I want to discuss if we have time. <clears throat> now, the market was mixed today. I'm going to say it's pretty flat today because the Dow was up nine, the NASDAQ was down 34, and the S&P was up one. So a pretty flat day after some volatile days this week. And what is there to say about it? Does this mean that the market's calming down? We don't know that. We, you know, we, that's one of the things we look for is see if the volume uh, spikes or doesn't spike or if it falls. What does that tell you? Um, there's a, there's a um, stat, stat called on balance, on balance volume, OBV. You want to take a look at that? Um, that means are there more is there more pressure coming on the sell side or the buy side and is that changing yet? There's different things to look at and that's of course what you should be looking at and what will help you decide where the market's going or if the bear market we're in ends. Now technically, I don't think the S P is in bear market territory. It's just close, very close. Okay. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. So what is on your mind? We didn't have a lot of statistics out this week, really, uh, statistics that would drive anything in one way or another. We we had some, and, you know, I've talked about that yesterday, but nothing really out today, okay? So this is the best talk, everybody. And we're moving toward a break. We're going to have to take a quick break. I'm ready for your questions. Uh, and you can call me right now. 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make InvestTalk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that InvestTalk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. Each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99 chart. 888 992 Let's talk to Leo in Los Gatos. I always like saying Los Gatos. That's in California. How are you doing, Leo? Hi, pretty good. I have a comment. I'm a little facetious on this. Okay. When the feds print money, they call it QE. They give it a fancy name, right? Right. And when the average citizen prints money, they call it counterfeiting and put them in jail. 
<laughs> it's exactly true. Yeah, they can do whatever they want, but you do the same thing, uh-uh, you're going to jail. Look how much money That's the my- government is borrowing. If you borrow that kind of money, respectively, <laughs> you wouldn't get there. You wouldn't be able to. Government can do anything. you got to yeah. look at the humorous side of it, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for the good program. Thanks, Very Leo. Good. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It's funny. Yeah, the government, the government can do all, anything they want, but not not you. You got to be real careful. Anyway, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Everybody, eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Um, uh, let's go to an iTunes review. Okay, uh, this is from Nick. What are your thoughts on BLK, which is BlackRock, in the current market? So BLK is a money house, right? The uh, BlackRock. Uh, Inc. manages fixed income, cash, equity, alternative investments, products for institutional and individuals. They make a lot of money, okay? They're going to make this year $39.39 a share, down just a tad from last year. Next year, it's supposed to go up to $44. That's 12% gain. Uh, sales have been growing 7% in the most recent quarter. Before that was 14, before that was 16. So the market, the stock has been hit pretty hard, got close to uh, 970 or so was its high. And today is at $644. So does that make it a cheap stock now? Pays a 3.3% dividend. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds are pretty much steady over the last year, not buying or selling. Uh, so if if you take six hundred dollars and divide it by next year's earnings of forty four dollars, you get to a you know a thirteen fourteen PE, and their long term range is eleven to twenty five. So it's not necessarily cheap, but it's pretty good. Seventeen percent return on equity is pretty good for this, and of course they don't have then they don't have a lot of debt surprisingly. So it's a good, solid company, and the question is, do you buy it now? Is this the time to buy it? And I'm going to say I think it's too early still. It still may have more to go. I'm looking for support on this stock, and I'm thinking more in the area of 500 instead of 600. And what is that, another 15, 17% down. I think that, that regardless, that's where a lot of support comes in. You have some support coming here right near at $600 where it is today. So you might get some, some, some here. We'll see. We'll see. On Friday, I generally make a couple of, take a couple of minutes to talk about some of the stats, benchmark numbers. The two-year treasury yield at 2.59%. Okay. Uh, just so you know, what, uh, about a quarter of a year ago, it was 0.64. Now it's 2.59. The 10-year treasury is 2.79. So there's a 20 basis point difference between the two. Now last week it was 2.92. So we've got a little squeezing going on there. And that's that's okay. You're worried about a, a inversion, not just because it gets tight. Gold was priced at 1845 per ounce. Last week it was 1809, a little bit move up this week. But you know, three weeks ago it was 1900. So I mean, and six, six weeks ago it was 1944. So you know, it's not been doing that great this year. Um, oil, $112 a barrel. $112 a barrel. 
So that's what's going on. We're moving into another break. It is Friday, so I will share a highlight from the KPP Premium Newsletter later. The Howl Highlights. And um, that'll be about the halfway point. My phone lines are 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is here to help. And when you download the free Invest Talk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open 888 99Chart. 888 99Chart, 888 My focus point today is based on the headline A Down Market Survival Guide for Pre Retirees. What does that mean? Oh, that's about 10 years out. Let's just say that. You're about 10 years out. You should start be thinking about certain things. You know, you know you're getting close to retirement. So what do you need to concern yourself with? First, you got to figure out where you are. You know, and your do you have enough money? Do you have how much debt are you carrying? What's your mortgage like? How many more years you got to pay off your mortgage? Are you going to have enough money for that? You know, are, 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 what, what's your what's your investments done? Are you do you have rental properties? Are, are they are they positive? You know, in other words, you're getting free cash flow from them. That kind of thing. Yeah, look at where you are. Make sure you understand where you are. Next step would be start saving like crazy. If you're not anywhere near your goals, you got to push and push and push to put money aside, invest it somewhere, do something because you got to grow that money. Uh, number three, take control of your retirement date. In other words, just you people say, well, I'm going to retire when I'm 65. I'm going to retire when I'm 60. How do you know that? How, how, what makes you, just because you want that date doesn't mean you can achieve that date. So the question is to take control of the date that you can retire with the financial freedom that you're going to achieve. So if your financial freedom is I need to have a million dollars, I'm just throwing this out. I need to have a million dollars before I can retire. Then you got to figure out the date that that is achievable. It's it's you know these are not impossible things to do. You just got to give them thought. Revisit the uh, the safe portion of your portfolio. So about 10 years out is when you start thinking, gee, I don't know if I should be so aggressive in the stock market. Maybe I should start you know, getting a little bit more conservative and move to a safer position for some of my money. So that's what that means. Think about the risk that you're taking. Okay. And that means you're assessing, you know, the equity portion of your portfolio. It means stocks. Okay. Like if you're in, you know, some high growth, small cap stock that you don't know for sure if it's going to be around, maybe you need to start saying, I need to get rid of some of those and maybe buy some of the boring, big blue chip, high dividend paying stocks. I know that will be around and pay me my dividends, you know, into retirement. That's what that means. How much of those should you have? Okay. And decide also when you're going to take Social Security. How Find out how much money you're going to get. They'll tell you. And at what time period. For instance, I'm still not collecting Social Security and I won't until I turn 70. That's because, number one, I don't need it. I've assessed that I don't really need it, okay? And so you got to start taking it when you hit 70. And, you, you know, you maximize that. You get more money. The later you pull it off collecting, the more you'll get. Now, there's an argument that if you collect it early, you have more years of collection, even though the amount per month is less. 
You have more years. So if you're planning on dying early, you might want to take it starting early. <laughs> All those kinds of things. So those are some of the suggestions. Okay. So let's go talk to our next caller. Let's talk to Bill in Petaluma. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine, and I hope you are too. And I appreciate uh, all the information that you and Justin provide us. Thank you. Uh, I have a question um, about AT&T preferred C shares. Okay. Uh, So it it pays at twenty five dollars, which is what it originally sold at four point seven five percent, and this is from AT&T, so it would seem to be fairly solid to me. Yeah. So. But now, because of all the, I'll call it financial engineering that's been going on in the country for for a while, the uh, value of that uh, preferred share has dropped to almost $19.50. So if one were to buy that now, you're almost getting, because they're going to, they keep paying you that 4.75%, but at the lower, so you're getting 6%. And this this is good until it's called, which isn't going to be called until 2025. Right. Um, now, it might last beyond that, um, that they don't call it, and so you're stuck with 4.75%, but right now you're making 6 And even down the line, 4.75 doesn't sound bad to me. So my question is, what's the downside to, to this? Um, okay. I like it, by the way. So you're asking me to find something that might be negative, (laughs) but I can. And my response would be inflation. What if inflation goes up to 10%, 12%? Okay. Okay. I don't know that I could keep up with that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Because CDs right now are only paying 2% for the same amount of time. I know, but you're asking me what's the downside of what be. Well, the downside is I might be able to get – Take that money and make more than that if inflation gets out of control because, you know, bond rates or preferred rates, they're all going to pay a heck of a lot more in yield if inflation gets out of control. They could end up paying more than what you could get for the AT&T. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I think that, I think that the, the description of the AT&T preferred you just gave is – very solid, and you. Why should you should own it? You should. Appreciate the call, Bill. Thank you. We're moving to into a break. Coming up in a few minutes, the latest KPP Premium newsletter. I'll go over some of the details there. But now I'm here and happy to take your your all your financial investment questions. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Let's say. You've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, 
you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You are listening to Invest Talk, and the market has been interesting. So you'll have important finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, I came across your podcast just recently and was interested in asking about a, a stock ETF, VTI, a very new investor, and I was building up stock on this, but I see that's just plummeting. Should I just hold or should I buy on the dip? Thank you. Okay, VTI is Vanguard Total Stock Market Index. So an exchange-traded fund seeking the performance corresponding to the U.S. Total Market Index. So it's an index of the entire market. So if the entire market falls, it will fall. If the entire market goes up, it will go up. And the market has an upward bias long-term. Upward bias to it. It's gone up over the 100 years, 120 years easy. Gone up. But obviously, there's big down periods that has happened in those 120 years. But it has gone up on a pretty steady trajectory, 8%, 9%. Now, you're going to have to just deal. If you're going to be an index investor, there's nothing wrong with that. And you'll do just fine. But you keep the best way to do it is just keep buying as it falls. Because you're reducing and you're buying the ETF, the value of the ETF goes down, 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 and you're buying more shares at a lower price. And you're driving down your average price so that when it does turn up, and it will, you don't have to turn up as high to be positive because you average down your, your average price by buying it as it weakens. That would be the, the best way to do that. 
I don't recommend that necessarily on a stock, but on an index or, or a, 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 a sector fund, that, that I, those things work that way pretty well. Okay? So I'd stay with it. Unless your, your time frame is short, then, you know, you shouldn't be involved in the market. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, as it always is on Friday. I finish it, and it will go out to subscribers tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Uh, the market conditions sections, uh, I explained, it appears that the very short relief rally we enjoyed on Tuesday, right, was very short. <laughs> I mean, a couple days, three days, and then Wednesday gave it all back. We are clearly in a bear market, even though parts of the market may not be considered as such. On the big down day, the volume of traded stocks spiked, which is a sign that we may be nearing the end of the drop. However, normally if we get a washout, which signals a bottom, the volatility index would also spike, and it did not. Volatility index is called the fear gauge, and if it goes up, it means there's maximum fear in the market, but it's, we don't have that. And we don't get the maximum fear of the market. That means, you know, people are selling rationally. Well, you can argue irrationally, but they're not selling everything and anything just to get out. So on Wednesday, the building permits came in. Expectations of 1.82 million uh, at 1.82 million down from 1.88 million the, the month before. That's still a pretty good number, right? That's still a pretty darn good number. So that's not being affected yet. I think we'll start to see an effect here over the next few months, though. I expect it. If we if we review the numbers, keep in mind that the Fed's stated desire is to keep increasing interest rates. The conclusion is that our economy will be slowing through the summer months. Now, there are still supply chain issues, though that situation is clearly improving. So we're still not out of the woods of that. We've still got that problem, but it has improved. So, you know, you look at the economy and the consumer is still very strong. And those numbers came out this week, too. In the portfolio management section, um, I talked about the extreme volatility we're having in the market. The opportunity to generate fast money is always attractive when you're a day trader, and but most day traders don't survive. They don't make money. But I did give some, if you're going to try to do that, I gave some hinful hits, hints, uh, tips, and tactics. Okay, liquidity is extremely important if you're a day trader. you got to be able to get out. you got to watch out for the spread between the bid and ask of the stocks that you're day trading. Um um, like Microsoft spread is a penny between the bid and the ask, someone buying and someone selling. It's a penny difference. So you just you have to be very hypersensitive if you're going to day trade, and you can't leave the desk. You got to watch that movement. You got to have a you know a, 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 an active trading platform that you can see every move of any stock you're tracking, every move, every buy and sell. You can't do that, then you probably shouldn't be involved. Okay, stock ideas. I talked about a global agribusiness and food company with operations along uh, the farm to consumer food chain. The agribusiness segment generates roughly two thirds of profits and includes the largest oilseed processing capacity globally. The company pays a dividend of two point two percent 
And then I gave an, 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 an ETF, a gold ETF. So, of course, I named the names in the newsletter. I just can't do it over the air. Um, so there's a good deal of valuable information, I think, in the KPP Premium Newsletter. So when you subscribe at investart.com, you will receive the newsletter each Saturday morning via your inbox. Subscribe at investtalk.com. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones. We're going to talk to Robert in Pleasanton. Hi, Robert. Hello, Steve. How you doing? Hey, I'm calling about stock uh, symbol SBLK. This is one of these uh, shipping stocks that seems to be doing well right now and has a kind of crazy high dividend. Just like to get your thoughts on this. Sure. This is Star Bulk Carriers Corp. These guys are extremely volatile on a year-to-year basis where they can be lose tons of money or make tons of money. Right now they're scheduled this this for who they are there provide international tanker transportation services for dry bulk cargo with a fleet of 128 dry bulk carriers. So, you know, back in 2015, 2016 they were losing $2.60, $2.21 a share. This year they're going to make $6.98 a share. Next year, $5.92 a share. And they pay a 25% dividend. 25% dividend. Think about that. Uh, it's a $32 stock. It's a 5 PE. Why would the PE be so low on something that's growing so fast? I mean, the most recent sales are 169%. Before that was 108. Before that was 113. Yeah, so the huge growth and return equity is thirty eight percent. So most people would ask me, well, why isn't this trading at a higher value? And I, it, the answer is when uh, back to where I first said how volatile their earnings per share are per year. That twenty five percent dividend is not locked in. That doesn't mean they're going to pay twenty five percent dividend this from here on forward. They could, but it doesn't. That mean that they will. Because they they have cut their dividends down to zero before many times over their history. So don't get too comfortable looking at that dividend and saying, why would I not buy this? Sometimes they pay a dividend uh, by issuing or more stock or by borrowing money. Because that's how these these kind of these dry carriers and, and any tankers, and that's how they attract people is the dividend to their stock. So um, I don't think I would get involved with it because it's so – erratic in its earnings so it's not something these, these obviously if we go into recession this stock will tank on you it will so you just gotta be careful robert thanks for the call symbol sblk star star bulk carriers corporation who they are okay the real impact of the federal reserve's rate increase on you on me on on, on us it's real you know what the fed does impacts you directly Okay, so uh, the simplest way to answer the question is the mortgage rates, right? I mean, everybody knows the mortgage rate is around five, you know, five something percent for a thirty-year fix when it used to be three, below three, and that's all because of the Fed raising rates. Now, okay, you can say, well, wait a minute. Your argument to me would be, wait a minute, that rate started to increase. The mortgage rate started to increase before the Fed raised rates. Well, that's wrong because everybody anticipates the rate. We all look forward. We knew it was coming, and so rates went up before they – remember, they only control – they mean the Fed only control the overnight rate. 
the rate that the money is lent to banks, okay? Not to you and me, just the one rate, okay? Uh, so all the other interest rates are controlled by the market, by the banks, by you and me, uh, buy and sell, supply and demand, those things. So the rates directly impact you, okay? Because now they're raising rates to slow the economy. And they're going to slow the economy. I would not argue with the Fed. They'll keep raising rates until they slow the economy because they want to beat down inflation. Well, doesn't the slow economy affect you directly? Well, you'll say, well, it's not my job. Well, it could. It very well could. Because, you know, what if uh, they have with corporations saying, well, we need to start laying off now because we're moving into recession. So don't think that they don't affect you. It affects you. I mean, the average mortgage in 2021 was $1,600, about $1,600 a month. 2022, because of the rate increase, mortgage increase, is now $2,400 a month. That's not affecting That's 800 bucks. It affects you directly if you're in that market. It doesn't. It. So don't think it doesn't affect you what the Fed does. It affects you dramatically. Someone, summer is almost here. And with the volatility in the market, you might be tempted to take your eye off the ball and enjoy a you know a mental getaway. But that will almost surely be a mistake. Volatility means you need to pay attention. You need to do it every day. So I think it's worth the time to take a minute or so to talk about the benefits of KPP Financial. Klein, Jerry, Justin, Klein, and I, Steve Peasley, you know our firm, how we might be able to help you. I'll remind you that. We have a, a, a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, and what that means is I will buy and sell the same things for you as I do for myself in each of our programs. Same price, same percentage, so that I, I'm, I'm on the same side of the table as you are. And that's one of, that's a big selling point, in my opinion. You can talk to any other registered investment advisor or, or any money house and ask them their their uh, trader or investor, whoever you're talking to, do you guys do you specifically buy the same things you are telling me to buy? And they'll say no, almost everyone. We call that parallel investing, by the way. Okay, we have certain strategies from very risky to very non-risky. You decide, we'll decide together which one you fit, which one fits you and your lifestyle and where you are and your goal to achieve financial freedom. We'll figure that out together. But that's what we do. And then we'll tell you, okay, this one suits you the best, this particular program. And we'll tell you why. If you want us to just take a look at your portfolio, we'll be happy to do that for free. We do that every day. Uh, and we'll give you our opinion on it uh, based on what you want and where your personal risk tolerance, what we think of the portfolio that you have going and whether it fits you. Always, all these things are important, very important. So that makes us a little bit different than everybody else. We're not trying to sell you. Well, let me rephrase that. There's no hard sell. It's We just tell you what we do and you decide. Simple as that. And we can help you. We want to help you. We'll help you. Next up, we have a live call. We'll take that in 30 seconds, so hang on. Why do listener questions make Invest Talk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. When do I know the right time to take? 
profit. And listeners instinctively realize that Invest Talk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. So don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Dave in Ohio. Hi, Dave. Oh, how you doing? Hey, uh, thanks for everything you guys do, and I've really learned a lot listening to you guys. Thanks. Hey, um, I'm looking at uh, Main Street Capital. It's got a attractive uh, dividend, and just get your thoughts. M-A-I-N? Yes. Okay, Main Street Capital Corporation. It's a big company, well, mid-sized company, $2.5 billion in size. Provides customized debt and equity financing to the lower middle class. So it, it's, it's a finance company. So it's financing uh, companies, more, lower and middle market kind of companies. So your danger is, is the company going under that they're lending money to. That's the danger, right? And hopefully they're smart enough not to lend it to those kind of people, right? So you're really basing it on the income that they, they generate. And hopefully there won't be very many defaults. They're, they're generating quite a, quite a nice profit, and they're paying a high-yield dividend of 7.2%. Okay? Now, the return on equity is not very good at 11%. That's just not very high. But it's okay. It's not terrible. Um, it's a $35 stock. And it's selling for about, what, 12, 13 PE? And it ranges from 6 to 19. So it's kind of right in the middle there right now. Um, I kind of like what it does. But I, I will tell you, if we go into recession, these, these kind of companies get hit pretty hard, okay? Um, not because they're losing money necessarily, but because of fear of losing money. Okay? That's simple as that. Also, as their borrowing costs go up, when they borrow money to lend it out to somebody else, their profits get squeezed. So they tend that those are your big worries about a company like this, and that's probably why it's going down now. Okay, but uh, you know, it it it's a good, it's a well-run company. Let's put it that way. It's not going to go out of business or anything. Just you want to make sure it pays its dividend. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Monica, hang on. You'll be next. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Monica in San Francisco. Let's talk about silver. Hi, Monica. Hi, Steve. Thanks for getting my call. And I'm just curious, what do you think about silver now? And I have specific position in SIL, and it's been going down. I don't know if I should get out of it or hold on to it. Well, silver and gold have not worked this year. They have not worked. I will say this. They haven't done as bad as the market. Why haven't they worked? Well, because the dollar has gotten very strong. 
And if you think about it, compared to the euro and the yen and how bad off they are, you know, it's it's not surprising our, and our dollar is not getting strong. Our Fed is raising rates. The ECB, European Central Bank, hasn't even started yet. So, you know, their the currency is weak compared to our dollar. And then, of course, that pushes down the value of silver and gold. On the other hand, you would think with a war going on in Russia and Ukraine, that would push up gold and silver. But it didn't. So, so I'm a little confounded because we have positions in both silver and, and gold, a lot more in gold, and we're going to hold on to them because it does not react the same way as the market. We don't want to fall with the market. And usually, knock on wood, um, they will go up when the dollar weakens. And this week, though, you saw that the dollar weakened a little bit and gold and silver both acted a little bit better. But still not very good. So uh, it's a good defensive play. It doesn't always work, but it generally works. So I don't know if I would probably stay with it, Monica. I would. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Paul in San Francisco. He wants to talk about the market. Hi, Paul. Yes, uh, I'm in San Francisco, and I listen to you around the clock, and you're outstanding. And I'm from Patrol Hill. And anyway, how do you figure out what earnings will be next year? Is that possible? Okay, good question. It's always an estimate, right? It's always an estimate. Now, we download uh, software from various big houses that makes those estimates. So how, how do they come up with their estimates? Well, they have, quote-unquote, economists on board who do, does research, and some of the research is calling the companies that are going to report earnings and calling their competitors, and they figure out what the economy is going to do, and they come up with these estimates of numbers. And then we take several different corporations' estimates and combine them and get an average. That's the best you're going to do. And, Paul, to be honest, it's just a guess. It's just so don't think it's accurate. Okay, now you'll hear me quote it all the time. Oh, they're going to make $4.82 next year. That's always an estimate. That's a guess. No one really knows. But it's pretty good. Okay, I can say that. Pretty good. Okay? Paul, appreciate your call. Thank you. Okay, one quick uh, The uh, ECB is thinking about raising their rates in July. Do you realize they still have negative rates there, right? They still do. And the EU inflation rate is 7.4%, less than ours. But they're not even thinking about it until July. It's May. So they're going to let the rest of May, all of June, and maybe raise the rate in July. They're way behind, way behind. They're in a hard spot because they're gonna, they're, their economies are going to, the economy is going into recession. I, I'm, I'm almost convinced of that. Okay, that their economy is going into recession. Here they are raising rates when their economy is going into recession to fight inflation. So, so you're going to push your economy further in recession to kill inflation is what you're saying you're going to do. And one of the, you don't have, you meaning the ECB, the EU, you have no flexibility, no room to do anything. Really, you don't because your rates are too low. Now, we do neither. Trust me, our, our Federal Reserve is also in the same box, but not as hard a box or as tight a box as Europe. So, just what's going on, guys and girls? 
I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast, Downloads. Get your download anytime, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You're probably tired of hearing this. You probably think it's a recording. It is not. I am reading these things. So, I'm going to take a few days off next week, by the way. So, I will be back next Friday. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.